Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Catherine, I just want to take a second with you and, uh, and thank Jesus for this place. Can we do that all together? Father, we, uh, we recognize that you're the source of all that is good that Jesus, you have given everything that needed to be given. You said you've given us all that pertains to life and godliness. And so here in this house today, Lord, our hearts are full. And we say thank you, thank you, thank you for the people who gave, for those who who worked hard to find the place, for those who who were behind the scenes and maybe haven't uh, been seen. God, we thank you for them. We thank you that you have been generous to us in giving us this house. Fill it full, Lord. We are asking you that it will be soon inadequate for the amount of people that you bring into this house. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. You want to say something? You already did? Okay. Hey, what about a nugget from from Kathy earlier? Wasn't that a blessing? I tell you, um, it's an amazing thing uh, being married just talking with Dak, and uh, they've been they've been married for 39 years. Kath and I, 43, and uh, um, yeah, just grateful for uh, being having a partner that helps us out. Beautiful thing that we as a church are are called the Bride of Christ, and we have this amazing partner, don't we, in our God who is constantly taking care of us. Right now, while we sit in this house today, God is going before us, making a way where there is no way. For some of you here in the house this morning, you've got financial issues, home issues, family issues, uh, health issues. And I want to say to you here today that God silently goes before you. He's a shepherd. And so he goes in front of us and he plows the way where there is no way. And so um, I, I believe it was, Kathy, what you were saying earlier about the unseen was that, yeah, that, that uh, part of, of praise and worship is when we were talking about our voices is to <clears throat> verbalize, take out of the unseen and put into the scene or heard when, we've, when we voice faith or when we say, you are worthy God, my glorious God. When we say those things, it's taking out of the unseen our doubts and our fears and all of those things that, that are our enemies. And that one word, thank you, God, just you take and you put out into the seen realm your faith, your belief. Every one of you here this morning, you know what the Holy Spirit is quickening to you right now, uh, a specific issue, students, you're dealing with homework issues, uh, some of you profound health issues. Um, Can we say the word amen together? Such a powerful word. It means I believe these things. It's your taking the invisible realm and creating reality. And that might sound a little weird, you know, but it's not. It's who we are. We're Christians. We take and live in an unseen kingdom that is glorious. Yeah, and we look around us sometimes and say, this is glorious? You know, (laughs) I I was just loving watching the kids up here. It's so beautiful. Um, Kath and I, when we first started leading worship, our children were kind of about that age. And part of the thing that the Garrett's modeled for us here in New Zealand years ago was that David and Dale were, functioned as a team. So when I lead worship, Kathy's always up here with me. It's just part of what, what we've, we feel we've been mentored in. It's because we're both worshipers. 
And that's just, we're together in that. But when we first started, we had these little kids running around. You know, I had one little guy, Garrett. He was our third child. And he was kind of like the one up here that was doing the little dance with the, the thing, you know. And we were just loving it <laughs> watching this. And going, there's something about this thing that pleases the heart of the father. He's not at all intimidated or troubled by, you know, kids. Jesus stopped the disciples. He said, stop. There's these little kids over here. Come over here. And he put one on his knee. He said, this is the kingdom of God. Don't you love our Jesus? Isn't that cool? I mean, that is so cross-current to, you know, the sort of religious thing. I don't, maybe that's not the right word to use. The fear, the fear sometimes that we have of, of, of getting out of order kind of a thing. But, uh, you know, one time we just, Kathy just grabbed Garrett and brought him up on stage. She plunked him on the podium and, you know, and we worship Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. God loves to do these things. Folks, I, we just got a little bit of time with you this morning. And like um, Gideon said, tonight we're, we are going to, um, we're going to practice this skin flap thing. <laughs> that sounds gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but we are going to practice uh, putting out into the seen realm, the unseen truths of the word of God through our praise and worship tonight. Whew, you just, you, just can, you, you just cannot imagine. Eye is not seen, ear is not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of men the things that God has prepared for who? Yeah, yeah, but what does it say? For those who love him. This is such a worship scripture because it's for those of you who take your voices and you say, Father God, you're my king. You're my majestic Lord. I love you. I love you. God, God just, uh, our, our king, our heavenly father is up there. If it's possible for God to dream, I, I'm not sure. I mean, he is the, the, the source of dreams, but he dreams big for all of us. Amazing God. And we're going to do that tonight. We're going we're gonna, to, through the sound of the name of Jesus, we're going to create things that, uh, and, and uh, when I say we, you understand, I'm, I'm talking about a supernatural God building the things that we just participate by just saying, amen. 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 Woo. Mm. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, real quick here. Um, I want to share something with you that um, I pray will be... Uh, um, We'll lift a burden off of you here today, church, because I, I do know this. The reason we gather together, the scripture says, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. The reason why is because when we are out in the unseen realm, there are, there's this constant bombardment. And you guys, this city is just, uh, my goodness, you've been, uh, you've been bombarded. Uh, left and right. It's no, no uh, surprise to me, a city, the name Christ Church that you are, you have been pounded, literally. I mean, we, for years and years and years, beloved church, you have got some, some good stuff is coming your way because darkness is intimidated by this house. It's just, it's just amazing to me how that, that you, the world, you know, the world knows who you are. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's been for tragedy and for difficulty, but God in his beautiful, loving way, he turns the things that were meant for darkness and for harm, and he makes it this billboard for, the, for Jesus. Amen? Sorry, I'm losing my ears here. Okay. <laughs> uh, turn with me, if you would, to Psalm 103. This is a 
passage of scripture, I want to talk to you this morning about uh, crowned with loving kindness. There, uh, I was reading this the other day, and I read it often because um, there's two aspects which I'll talk with you about that are uh, so essential for us to own in our faith. So let's read it together. Can we do that? Psalm 103. Now I have, unfortunately I'm using a King James thing here, I think. Um, so forgive me if I get a few of these and thys and thous in there. You got, you got your pads or your Bibles or whatever? Can, can, yeah, Psalm 103, let's start with verse 1. Can we do it? Y'all ready? One, two, three. Bless, hey, let's shout it out. One, two, three. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Verse 4 who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Verse 5, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles and everybody over 40 said? Yeah. Under 40 said? Yeah. You guys don't need it. You already got it. Okay. Amen, amen, amen. I love the word of God. It is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We have this sword this morning that I want to speak to you to encourage your heart with regard to the fact that God has crowned you with loving kindness. So I, I was reading this the other day because of these other two issues that I'll bring up to you here in a moment. And it so blessed me because I was thinking about you. And I thought of this passage, it says... God, in, in, the, in the particular version that I was reading at that time, it said, God has crowned you with compassion. And I, I, I read that, and I, I was so uh, moved by the fact that, and I was actually talking with someone here as we were coming from the airport, about the fact that the church has just, the church uh, in large, at large here in the city has just come alive in terms of going to give, uh, give compassion toward these folks, these people here in your city. I heard a story, help me with this a little bit. Yesterday at the conference, somebody came up to me, his name's Gavin Houghton, and I think he's, uh, he has relatives here or something, and he said, apparently there was someone who sang How Great Thou Art, and uh, at some memorial, and he said, someone, it was a friend of his who just happened to sing it, and someone heard about it, and, and asked them to come and sing it, and it was how many of you know what I'm talking about? Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Somebody, I heard that it was just incredibly moving. Is that right? National Memorial Service. And I, my heart was just full. I just thought, God, I love this about who you are. That you rush to the brokenhearted. Amen. God, this is our king. And thank you, Gideon, for what you said earlier. Thank you, thank you for correcting that situation. Because the misconception of our God is that he is the one who causes earthquakes and causes all these things to judge people. And beloved, that is such a wrong, it's, it's a misconcept in, toward our God. Because our God judged all that was to be judged in his own son, Mm. Come on, I'm sorry, I just get blessed. 
things fall off me when I do. <laughs> it's like, amen? This is, the, this is what the gospel is. This is the truth of the gospel. Thanks, son. I appreciate it. See, help me. <laughs> but when there is this, these, these tragedies, these difficulties, the Holy Spirit is just, whoo, it just comes. And, and, and in that crowning of loving kindness, the gospel becomes, it's like a billboard for the gospel. Who is not touched by compassion? I mean, the hardest of hearts, maybe. But, but even hard hearts, when you see tenderness uh, and compassion, your heart is moved. Thank you, church, for being the billboard for this king of compassion, who is our father. Amen. And so um, I want to just talk with you about a couple of things before we, we talk about that, that particular blessing that's on your life. We read uh, in the first few verses, it says, bless the Lord, O my soul. If I could just talk to you a little bit about that as a worship leader. Uh, one of the, um, uh, the thing that God has called all of us as worship leaders to do is not to be musicians, not to be cheerleaders, it's not to, um, to impress people with our, our songs or our um, voices. What did, what did actually, it's so funny. Last night, someone came up to me afterwards and said, Bob, you're smooth as whiskey. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks, did I say that? Somebody else, I didn't say it, but, and she said, and I'm not a drinker. But then she looked at Kathy and says, but you. You, he couldn't do what he does without you. <laughs> so I came away with smooth as whiskey, so hallelujah. Anyway, but, but uh, what, I, what, our, what our calling is as, as a worship leader is about saying, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Look at him over and over again. You say, fascinated by your beauty. I love this song. Yeah, I'm fascinated by your beauty. Uh, I, I love the line, intoxicated by your glory. I'm going to get in real trouble here. I'm talking about whiskey and intoxication. I mean, forgive me. But, but really, I'd never thought I would hear a worship song that would use the word intoxicated. But I love this song. I'm intoxicated by your glory, Lord Jesus. The more we point to God, the more we as a people take that commandment, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And, and you know, when we come together and, and when we do that within our soul, we speak to our soul in the midst of difficulty. And, you know, the, the, the most profound times of worship are when you are where you are, Christ Church. Is that when you look at the tragedy and the evil of this thing and the hatred that's involved and you say, bless the Lord soul rise up. Bless the king, mighty God. I may have told you this story last time I was here. It was 10 years ago, so you'll, you probably forgot. But anyway, uh, one of the most profound teaching times for me as a worship leader was when I first started a ministry called Alabaster that Kathy and I started some years ago to help orphans and widows. And we felt like the scripture that says, pure worship is to visit the fatherless and widows. And keep himself unspotted from the world. And I, I love that scripture. And so God said, you want to worship me? 
find some orphans and widows and go bless them in, in my name. That, that's just, that just blesses the heart of our Father. And so um, we, we're not, I said, Han, I'd love to do a worship concert. Let's do it as a benefit. We'll just all come together and worship. And Kathy, who is the, um, the opposite of smooth, of smooth as whiskey, she, she would say, oh, good idea. How do we do it? Yeah, who is it for? And I said, I don't know. You know, let's just find somebody, you know. And so I was, I was at a conference in Costa Rica, and I was teaching on worshiping God in the fire and um, in the difficulties of life, uh, the principles of worshiping God in those difficult seasons. And I finished teaching, and this young 16-year-old girl walked up to me. And I want to tell you, folks, I, this girl just beamed. She was just a lover of Jesus and big smile on her face. And she, she said, Bob, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, sure. She, she said, I, I want to just tell you something. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know perfectly what it means to worship God in the fire. And I, I, my ears perked up. I said, wow, 16 years old. I mean, she just had a, an authority about her. And she said, I, I need to share with you if I can my story. She said, my father, um, just two weeks ago, was assassinated by drug lords here in, in, in Colombia. My home city, her home city was in um, Cali, Colombia. And she said that, and I literally, I, I almost, I, I stood back because I, I had this sense of, I'm standing in the presence of someone who has experienced, uh, you know, in the family martyrdom. And I, you know, I mean, martyrdom is rare, uh, but it, 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 it does happen. And we're seeing more of it today. But um, I stood back and I said, please tell me your story. And she said, uh, my dad, his name is Julio Ruibal. He was the, called the Billy Graham of Latin America. God had called him to start a movement of prayer and worship 24 hours a day in our city. Because Kali at the time was the home of, who was the drug lord that Pablo Escobar and he was the, the world's most wanted man. And they ran the, the, the whole drug thing was run by terror. And, and as we got to know this young woman, she, she told us stories that were just unbelievable. And can I just say this, church, never motivate one another by fear. Oh, come on. Let's, let me, can you believe that? No, it is not God that motivates people by fear. Never, 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 never. It's not in the kingdom. God does not motivate you by fear. Worship leaders, stop going, come on, you can do better than that. You've heard worship leaders do that. You guys don't do that. But, but you know, sometimes the insecurities of our own life cause us to do that. But she began to share her story of how for years they had lived in a city that was run by drug lords, and she said, my father stood up to it and said, we're going to rent the stadium, and 24 hours a day, we're going to pray, and we're going to worship. And the drug lord leaders came to them, and they said, stop, or we'll kill you. And Julio boldly stood up to this guy and said, sir, I need to tell you this. Until God has finished with me on this earth, you can't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, is that boldness like a lion? Man, I just get goosebumps thinking about it. And the guy actually had a gun in his hand and he put it away. Walked away. Okay. <laughs> it's like, wow. And then, but, but sure enough, you know, they were so threatened by, by the peaceful God that dwelled in this man. 
that they felt they had to kill him. And so he was going to a Bible study uh, of leaders one, early one morning. And Julio's wife and two daughters uh, drove him to the Bible study, dropped him off, and drove around the corner. As they went around the corner, they got a call, and, um, and the, the leader of that particular Bible study said, um, you've got to come back. Uh, Julio's been shot. And uh, so she went back. Um, and this story is fairly graphic, so bear with me. I know there's children in the room, so just bear with me. But she said, Baba, I went around the corner, and there Julio was still lying on the street and still there was blood around his head. And she later told me, she said, the fact that they shot him in the head, he, died, he breathed in on the earth and exhaled in heaven. He just... And you know, she said, I knelt by my husband. And, and she said, the strangest thing... She said that there was this pool of blood there and it just, I could hear this sound. Glory to God. Glory to God. She said, I, I could almost literally hear the sound of the blood of the martyrs saying glory to God. Glory to God. Death, where is your victory? Oh, grave. You know, you, you, it's been conquered. And so, she looked up to heaven and she said, Father God, and I want you to pay attention right here because this is, I'm talking to you about blessing the Lord, oh my soul. She did this. She lifted her head to heaven and she said, my father, here is my husband. Here is my lover, my lifelong friend. I yield him to you and I worship you. Oh, beloved, that is, that is bless the Lord, oh my soul. That is bless the Lord. Now, I know there are many of you here today that you're walking through difficulties. And God has sent Kathy and I all the way from Hawaii to say to you, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Because there is nothing, nothing, nothing greater than your circumstance. Uh, excuse me, let me rephrase that. There's nothing that God is not greater than. That's what I meant to say. There is nothing that God is not greater than. I tell you, I've just, I, okay, I could go on. We just don't have time, but I, but I want to tell you that we became good friends. In fact, we got the blessing of saying to Ruth Ruibal is, is her name. And actually there was a video about this story called Transformations, I think it was a video. If you look that up, it's a story of Julio and Ruth Ruibal. But we became good friends, and we blessed her. Folks, here's what we did. We said, Ruth, because I told Kathy, I found her. <laughs> Got the widow. Got the one we need to do this concert for. So we flew her to Hawaii, her and her assistant. And for two weeks, we put her up in a beautiful home with a beautiful swimming pool and a view. And we said, your father God is now your husband. And he's going to take care of you. And so we had this big worship service. And we sang in Spanish. And secretly, we had all, in, in Hawaii, we have a tradition. If you've been to Hawaii, you know that we give lays. Um, it's a beautiful, it's, you might call it fragipani down here. We call it plumeria. But it's a very fragrant flower. And we made these beautiful, in India they call them garlands. But um, we, uh, a thousand people, and secretly they'd all made lays. And so we began to sing worship to God in Spanish. 
And one by one, a thousand people came up and stacked lays on top of her. By the time it was done, there was like up to here. And, you know, so we had to take them off and put more on. And just the fragrance, beloved church, the smell of these flowers was the fragrance of worship in the midst of difficulty. Our Father God is so blessed when you say, God, I cannot see the way ahead, but I say to you, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Amen. You know who you are, beloved church. You know who you are today. You came here today because God wanted to say to you, I know your pain. I know your physical agony. I know your psychological struggles right now. But I want to say to you, God brought you here because he wanted you to say, bless the Lord, O my soul. Amen. One more time. And for those of you that this is a prophetic word for, you know who you are. Uh, let's just take a second and all together as a corporate body, let's all help these people to say it. Saying it is attached to the reality of choosing. Yeah? So let's say it together. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me. Yeah, go ahead. Let's continue. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We don't need worship. This is worship right here. Oh, I, we don't need music. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'm getting all blessed and tongue-tied here. <laughs> we don't need music. See, I'm not, my, my calling is not to promote music. It's to promote the author of music, who is Jesus the Christ. Okay, two quick things. we just got a few minutes left. You're, are you all okay? I know you are because you got Jesus living inside you. Okay, so Psalm 103. Um, let, let me just, there's two things that this goes on and says. Once you've chosen to say, I bless you, Lord, there's two quick things. Uh, number one, the first thing is this. Verse three, let's say it together. Who forgives all your iniquities. I want to say to you here that um, in the last uh, 20 years that we've been associated with New Christian Church there in Singapore, it takes... It will take forever to put that truth into your heart. Because the constant job of the devil is to say, is to remind you of your sin. And unfortunately, we've been taught that the Holy Spirit's job is to remind you of sin. That is not the job of the Holy Spirit. His job, see, I don't even like the word conviction. We use it all the time because it's a prison term. It's like, a, it's like something that we use with, in regard to, uh, again, judgment. The Holy Spirit's job is to reveal God to us, is to make real the truths of the word of God. And what is the most important truth in Christianity? Jesus died to forgive us. He died once for all, beloved. And it's so sad. You know, we, we, we become believers and then we're told, now, spend the rest of your life looking at all of your failures. So, I'm sorry. Uh, the devil does a great job at that. I don't need to heap that, you know, anymore on it. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like as a, as a speaker or worship leader, self-consciousness is the opposite of worship. You know, the, the job of the Holy Spirit is not self-consciousness. It's God consciousness. 
It, it, and, and he constantly, look at me, church, just look at me. This is the heart and soul of the message that we give to the world. You have been forgiven. I don't care how mistaken you have been. We all know what it means to make stupid choices. Right? Yes, of course we do. We all know what it means to, to uh, you know, just be human. You know, I remember, I'll never forget the time some guy made this great big introduction of Bob Fitz. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Fitz, Bob Fitz. You know, and he really overdid it. Gideon would be sort of might maybe prone to that. But anyway, God bless him. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure I like the label legend, okay. But anyway, that's all right. But, but so this guy, he's a good friend. In fact, I was just with him yesterday. Really good guy. And he was, uh, you know, I'm kind of joking a little bit, but he was just being very, very kind. I'm sitting in the crowd going, dear God in heaven, who is this person he's talking about? And I had just bought a new pair of Doc Martens, okay? And this was back in the day when they were so massive. It was like you thought you were in the army or something. You were carrying these big cloddy shoes around. But it was all trendy and so. So he says... And now, welcome with me, Buffett. And I said, Jesus, help me. Help me, Lord, just get down on the level of the people. And he says, Bob Fitz. And I come running up the steps, and I went, you know, and just face first. And it was like skidding up to the microphone, you know. And I, and, and I, I, I mean, what do you do in that situation? It's like, maybe they didn't see, you know. <laughs> and so I stood up to the mic and just, I mean, what can you do? You just say, hey, folks, here I am, Bob Fitz, you know. And, uh, and you know, there's this awkward silence, and then everybody just burst out laughing, you know, <laughs> which is really, without, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to make light of sin. Sin is awful. It's evil. It destroys mankind. Jesus died to redeem us from sin to forgive us, to, to, to restore, to fix the things like Christ Church is going through right now. God is in the business of doing that. His son was all about that. And so, beloved church, I want to say this to you again. Remind each other when you come to church, you are forgiven. It, it's not an accountability thing. You don't have to keep a chart of how many times you've sinned. I was taught that as a boy. Thank God for my father. He's a precious man of God. But in the circles we were in at the time is, man, if you forget to confess a sin, Holy Spirit's gone. You know, I mean, you think about that. The slightest little thing and the dove flies away. That, this is not our God. Church, can I say amen? Can, can you say amen? Oh, gosh. And, and look, look, doesn't it feel good? It feels so good to be able to walk out of church and say, God, it's not dependent upon my accounting skills. It's not depending on just how well I've kept a good account with you, God. It's the fact that you forgave me because I accepted the finished work of Calvary, and I receive it, and I celebrate it. You can walk down the street today and go, I am the righteousness of God. Yeah. Oh, beloved, this is, this is who, what human being does not want to be told. You are unconditionally loved because God does not see you as a sinner anymore. He forgave you. You just have to believe, you have to accept and receive it. That's all. It's a free gift.
Oh, hallelujah. Okay. This is stuff we will spend eternity learning, church. For 30, uh, 25 years, Kathy and I have been uh, in relationship with Pastor Prince, and, and we still need to remind ourselves, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven because the devil's job is to constantly say to you, man, you're just, you're just not adequate. You're just not good enough. Okay, the next thing real quick, folks, and then we're going to close with a song. And, and f- this is so rich. Isn't it beautiful that it goes in this order? First of all, we need a revelation that we've been forgiven. And you know what falls right after that? Who heals all your diseases. Check it out. Throughout the history of the church, the Eucharist, as some referred to, uh, the Lord's Supper, communion, whatever you call it, has been associated with healing. Did you know that? Throughout the history of the church, the, uh, the taking of communion has always been associated with supernatural healings. It's just, it's in our history. And I'm telling you here today, while we may not be taking the elements this morning. I don't know what your tradition is here, but I will tell you this. The truth of those elements is here this morning. That you are forgiven. And when God opens our eyes to that, I tell you what, your whole body says, yeah. And healing begins to flow. And so I want to just, as we close our time this morning, uh, Psalm 103, beautiful, beautiful. Bless the Lord, O my soul, number two, who forgives your iniquities, number three, who heals what? Who heals all your diseases. And number four, Christ Church, he crowns you with compassion. Oh, my, my Father God, how beautiful that he says you're forgiven, and you know what? And you're healed. What do you want to do with that? You want to take it to the nations. You want to take it to the broken and say, I got such good news for you. You can be healed. Could we stand together as we close our time? I want to ask, as the band comes up, um, if there are those of you here today who are confronting uh, physical issues, um, I don't necessarily want you to to raise your hand, but I would love for you to do something while we close with this song, this last song. Um, if you could, if you're willing to, to come forward here to the front, there's got, this is a great church. You've got lots of room up here. Uh, if you're confronting physical issues or your doctor has told you, some, given you a bad report, the healing presence, the forgiving healing presence of God is so powerful in this room today because we've come to a fresh realization of our forgiveness. And so I'm, I would love to ask you as we sing together that you would just step forward here because we are going to own with you your healing. And I'll, I'll close with this. Pray for Kathy. She's, she's unraveling my earbuds. <laughs> a red is right. Um, I have an assistant who um, was 59 years old. She is 59, and she was praying for years to be married. And two years ago, God gave her her husband. Hope just filled the whole room, or at least for some. (laughs) If you think God passed you up, hey, God's got the right one for you. But we celebrated. We were with her uh, at her uh, wedding. I almost said funeral. But... uh, (laughs) So, um, 
we, she uh, lives in North Carolina. She's my assistant on, you know, on the internet. She writes letters for us and stuff like that. Real sweet lady. We brought them to Hawaii just to give them a little vacation, both her and her husband. Got there three weeks ago, got there, and he's diabetic and found out that um, he had a, a, a bad infection. Took him to the hospital, and, and the hospital said uh, he's probably going to lose his leg. This was just a few weeks ago. We began to pray, and things got worse. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah, my dad did a seminar on healing once. Prayed for a lady with conjunctivitis. You know what that is, pink eye? Next day she came back and both of her eyes were red. It's like nobody got in the healing line that day. Something about God's ways that it doesn't always happen the way you expect. It doesn't matter. I'm here to tell you this morning an amazing truth that that man was told he was going to lose a leg. He was told that his, uh, that his kidneys were failing, that he would have to have dialysis. This is just a few days ago. And do you know, within, just in the last three days, the kidneys have recovered, started back up again. The, the, his, uh, the blood flow to his, his uh, leg has increased. He's able, his blood sugar levels are, are perfect now. He's back. Yeah, he's going to eat a hamburger tonight. So <laughs> can we all have a shout of hallelujah? Yeah. So God, sometimes the way he heals is different than what you expect. But we're going to sing this song. And if you have had a bad report, you're in the house today. Because God said, come. Come to the house because here you're forgiven. And here all of your diseases. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and let's thank him together. Father, thank you. Thank you, first of all, for Tony and the healing in his leg. Father, thank you for, for Melissa's graciousness to walk it through in this time of difficulty with her, her husband. Father, thank you for every person in this room today who's been struggling with all kinds of condemnation, that you brought them into this lovely house to say to them, you're forgiven. You're completely forgiven. And Father, now we ask you in Jesus' name for the healing to come forward in this house. In Jesus' name, amen.